we're here at film club number 12 today. We are. And the film club is Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Would you rather have Honor Among Thieves, or would you rather be a Prince of Thieves? Oh, that is a good question for an opener, isn't it? Wow. You Didn't expect that. Neither did I. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Thanks. Prince, I'd rather be... My true self would say I'd rather honour Among Thieves. Do you know when you're playing games, like I'm I'm currently replaying Red Dead 2. Sure. And there's those moments you get to pick whether you kill someone or not. And I never do. Well. But I, this time I thought, you know what? I'm just going to see how that feels. And it didn't feel good. So I'm going to say honour Among Thieves. You? Um, I would rather be a Prince of Thieves. So you're the one who kills them if you're given the option on Red Dead 2. I'm the guy at the front who's saying, like, we're going to go and thief this now. I don't want to be among a bad group of people and have honour. You want to be the worst of them. I want to be the... Yeah, if I'm going bad, I just want to be the worst of the bunch. You know what I mean? But you're you're going over to... You're thinking, who in my bunch... Who in this big bunch of people can I rely on? Gee. Gareth will do it. Gareth will do it. But then I'm a mug because you just get me to do all the crap you don't want to do. True. But that's the story of my life. Look, I'm so excited to be here today. Are you? Yeah, it might be the cocaine talking, but I am excited. I'm buzzing. Is this because we've just been talking about Martin Short that you came out with that? (laughs) (laughs) You gotta get those sorts of jokes. You Googled that, didn't you? You know? Yeah. I didn't Google it. Martin Short one liners. What, What were we saying? (laughs) <laughs> thanks I'm excited for you to be here because of the cocaine that you're yeah, on yeah just to clarify you are on Coca-Cola zero. Coca-Cola zero because I did have a bit of fat coke while I was at the festival at the weekend oh yeah and I did taste the difference but, it wasn't and, like a Tesco own oh right you didn't Who have just no- taste the difference Sainsbury's yeah. No, I had a fat Coke and I don't usually have fat Cokes. And I was like, oh yeah, I do taste the difference. Pepsi Max used to do the taste test. Do you know, there was, at the festival, there was don't a wheel. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> you look at me like shit on your shoe. But we're talking about Coke. Yeah. Pepsi is more linked to Coke than Sainsbury's is. Every time, I always make the joke, can I have a Coke, please? Is Pepsi, is that all right? Oh... Do you, yeah. do, do you honestly do that? Oh, sometimes, yeah. And then I'll go, yeah, I suppose. That's, I bet they're like... Fuck, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. Bet yeah. everyone does it. Yeah. But I think I, I'm funny. I used to work at Morrison's and uh, something didn't scan. What do you say? This didn't scan. No, no, no. The customer always <laughs> tends to... used to be a dad. Right. It's like, well, this one's free. This one's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Pick up, pick up something and there's no price on it. Oh, this one's free. So that's you with the... Pepsi. No, yeah. What are you doing so, with that? Gee? Just playing with it. Is that right? All right, yeah. It's like a what, fidget spinner. What is it? It's a um a world adapter. <laughs> right. Because I kept forgetting an adapter. When you've got I'm not right. having the right one. So this is you name Has it, it got them all? Wow. I don't know why I need that British one. You're not one. gonna need the British one, yeah. Um I can't put it in there. You might need the British one for like if you've got a The Europe going backwards. Yeah. So look at you. Any any situation. Because I'm going travelling, so it's out. That's yes, why. yeah. Anyway, so it's a um, film club. Film club. 
Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You started Dragons, strong. Honor Among Thieves. Um, yes. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, directed by Kevin Reynolds, also the director of Waterworld, of Monte Cristo, the Count of Monte Cristo, of Risen, of Fandango. Some, you know, interesting choices. And then Dungeons and Dragons, directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, also written by those boys. They're the guys behind Game Night and Vacation. Robin Hood stars Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, Mary Elizabeth Mastran- Mastrantonio, Christian Slater, and of course, Alan Rickman. Dungeons and Dragons stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, Hugh Grant, Sophia Lillis, Regijon Page, and more. Lovely. Where do you want to start? Shall we start with Dungeons & Dragons? Let's do it. The new release. The new release. The second time I've seen this, this year. Just dropped on Now TV and Sky. We both went to the cinema, not together. No. We both went to the cinema to watch it at the time it came out. It was a real pleasant rewatch, right? Yeah. I had so much fun with this at the cinema. It was one of those ones where... They played the adverts about 30,000 times, didn't they? Yeah. And we were sick of it. Yeah. Um, but I'd started to hear good things. I thought, you know what? I'm going to go. And yeah, I just couldn't go with you. So I went by myself. And yeah. I had a really, really great time. Uh, and then coming back to rewatch it, it was just as fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the laughs, I had a good laugh at it, which I didn't expect. There's all, I already had a strong feeling it was going to be good because obviously... I've played Dungeons and Dragons. I'm a fan of the of the game. But I already had a feeling because of the guys that were directing and wrote it because I love Game Night. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a really, really clever comedy. One of the best in the past, since, you know, in the past decade. And had a feeling that this might follow suit and, and be really good. And it was. Well, I didn't realise until you literally just said that really? it was Game Night. Yeah. yeah. And that is such a great comedy, that is. Yeah. I think it's because they appear as big blockbusters, which they are in a yeah, way, yeah. but they have such a quirky original tone to them, which makes them stand out. I think in this era as well, I really don't trust new franchises. When we've got things like the Marvel franchises, which are struggling mm-hmm. to hit home a lot of the time. Um, something like Dungeons and Dragons comes along, and I think, right. This is just going to be setting up a new universe. Mm. We're going to have about too many of them. They won't do well. But I just got the feeling that this wasn't really trying to do that. Um, well, it didn't appear that way. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The scale was at a, a scale that it could contain maybe one or two films. Well, I me, I watched this with Gwil at the time it came out in London. And we said it would be really cool if they did like maybe a couple of films with this group. And then they... Dungeons and Dragons is so vast that you could then just do completely separate, but another Dungeons and Dragons film with a different cast of people, different adventure, something completely separate. Because I don't really know much about Dungeons and Dragons, the game, but from what I know, you basically come up with a a story. So the the Dungeon Master will come up with a world. There is a proper world that you can use from the game, or you can, I often make them up from scratch, make a map. So yeah, that idea of yours of changing it just fits in with yeah, the idea of Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I was speaking to our um, our friend Matt, who's into Dungeons and Dragons as yes. well. Um, and I was saying that I assume, I just got the feeling that it was all in the spirit of the game. Right. When I watched yeah. it, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. feel like 
this is hitting home for the people who enjoy the game? It's a good question. Uh, good point, sorry. Um, all I was going to say is it's like the knowledge of it is actually really, really good. It's actually really accurate to the game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they stretch some things out and like there's not an order of combat. Um, for example, like in D&D, everyone has an order in which they get to fight. Sure. So that it's all more structured. There's obviously not that, but there's distinctive fight styles that are reflective of the class that that character is because you pick a class for every character you are um like there's a scene when holger beats people up in the alleyway she's a barbarian that is the way a barbarian would fight the moves that she does are actual moves from the book from the games um there's also a running joke of like they're always like oh can't you just sort it with magic can't you just magic us over there that's all the time, if someone has spells, you just say, don't you have a spell for this? It's always a joke yeah, that comes yeah. up when you're playing the game. Um, I have a question. Go on. Baked potatoes. That's in the film. Don't they, someone get hit it and someone shouts, it's a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Both times are caught you by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Is that just a random thing? It's just or a random a, thing, yeah. I damn. Think. Um, I thought it might have been like a weapon you could use. No, just around. I mean, you could use a potato and it would do a certain amount of damage if you found one. Sure. Um, You'd roll a dice and it would determine how much damage the potato did. And yeah, but there's, it it gets the, I mean, the crazy thing is like one time I was playing a character in a D&D game where my character, I was like, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to have a shit. That was my character. That was the move I was going to do. And the dungeon master made me roll to see how well I performed because everyone was watching me do the shit. And I didn't perform very well, so I couldn't get it out. That was the that was just what happened in the game. Ridiculous stuff like that. You can either take it really seriously or just be really stupid with it. Or have a balance of the two, which the best games have a balance. Yeah. This doesn't go like obviously as stupid as that, but it does go stupid. Plays on and that invention. Silly. Yeah, it goes silly. Um there's also like proof in the flashback that they started as a group in a tavern. Yeah. The whole adventure. Every D&D game starts in a tavern. You always start in a tavern. You sat around, you sat having a drink, and then someone comes in and says, oh, my daughter's a princess and she's been kidnapped. I need a group of people to come and help me. And then you stand up and go, I'll help. And then eventually everyone's in and you're on your quest and you're on your merry way. It's it's really knowledgeable. Uh, and I don't even know, I'm not as like up on it as a lot of people are, but I thought it, I thought they did really, really well to find the balance of, pleasing D&D fans, but also it being accessible for people who know nothing about it, as is proof with us. Mm. Well, I mean, I've watched it twice. I could easily watch this again tomorrow. And it's one of those films that I would want other people to watch because they it doesn't shout, watch me to the average person. No, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but I'd want to show this to Sarah because I think she'd really like it. Yeah. Um. So in that essence, it's action-adventure, right? Action-adventure comedy? Yeah, definitely. Best one I've seen in years. What do you reckon? I think so, because there's been ones that are like action-adventure, like that sort of thing with like The Lost City, for example, was one yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, Ghosted was a bit like that, but the, none of them have quite had... The level of fun that this has, it just is is just a really, really fun film. Um yeah, I think you're you're pretty right. I I can't think of anything that I would say is necessarily better mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Um, 
I mean, like putting the average rating, uh, sorry, sorting it by like release dates, most recent advent, just adventure films. Um, D&D is amongst things that are definitely not as good as D&D, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Um, you know, a lot of superhero stuff, like I guess things like The Flash, uh, Action Adventure and Mission Impossible, but they don't have the tone of comedy. They're also working on a comedy front as well as on the action adventure front. That's what D&D does so well, is work between like three or four different worlds. Yeah. Hugh Grant for so long has been the lovable, lovable guy, often the good guy. Yeah. But in recent years, he's been reimagined as this sort of brilliantly charismatic villain. In this, in Paddington 2, in The Gentleman, uh, there was a BBC drama as well. I can't remember what it's called. Have you got any other good examples of good guy turned bad guy? Um, the thing that sprang to mind was Hot Fuzz. Mm. Because it's got a whole series of people that you think are good people. That's good. Um, like that. That, and, well, the whole trilogy, really, is yeah. all about that, isn't it? Like, like Jim Broadbent. Yeah, and then in um, World's End, you've got like Piers Brosnan and, you know, it's really, because it's a comedy, it plays in that idea that the people that you love from your past are actually evil. Actually dicks. I just gave a good answer, didn't I? That's a good one. I just gave a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'll retire. (laughs) But yes, that's uh, the only thing I can think of. But um, yeah, he's on a run of it, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I love him. Yeah, it. He's got to be careful. He doesn't do it too much, which he, I think, he is doing. <laughs> yeah, he's become typecasters, that sort of thing. Again, man. yeah, he's gone the other way. He was casting D and D, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, he's the villain." Exactly. So, but he's going to be Umpa Lumpa now, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. I don't think Umpa Lumpa's going to be the villain. I hope not. He has to sing, though, doesn't he? Yeah. To be fair, a man who's—I'm not the biggest fan of musicals. Can take or leave them. Love a good one, hate a bad one. But I'm excited about the fact that Wonka is going to be a musical. Yeah, I'm here for it. I I think it doesn't look very good. No, I don't think it looks very good. But it was made by the guys who made Paddington. So there's hope. We'll see. We'll see. Rowan Atkinson as well. Should we move on to... We've been talking about this for 20 minutes. We need to move on to yeah, well, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, don't we? Um, or do we need to do wrap this up first? We need to wrap this up. I had another question, but I'll skip it. Uh, my answers for the Hugh Grant villain one, Meryl Streep. Mm, death becomes her. And uh, Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Other things. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have one question that I'm springing on you. I know you hate it, sorry. But have you got any criticisms of Dungeons & Dragons? Because like, we both gave it four, not five. What is it that's holding it back from that five? Hmm, that's a good question. I think it sagged a bit, maybe, in the middle. Mm. It's Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's as it enters the third act, that's when I'm a bit like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, because a lot of it, like all of the creatures and stuff, feel like they were practical mm. effects and stuff. Yeah, but when yeah, it starts yeah. getting all CGI, like the woman, the red knight 
red yeah witch. yeah yeah i could do without her really when she was starting to sort of that stadium out and do all the spells and stuff it started getting a bit too much yeah just keep it simple for sure um but yeah that's pretty much it i'd agree there's a couple of clunky cg moments that's yeah. that's kind of that come with that yeah story of the decade really isn't it before we move on it's time for box office boom Boom, boom, the box office. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves made $208,177,026 at the box office, which currently puts it 17th in the year. That's not bad. So it's just below The Flash, just above Insidious the Red Door. But it, it's beaten Shazam, it's beaten Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Scream 6, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion, Cocaine Bear. The Pope's Exorcist. Oh, yeah, I forgot that existed. So it's been a bunch of things. So that's good. I enjoyed Pope's Exorcist. I could barely say it, but I enjoyed it. I don't did, boy, did Pope, the Pope's did, Exorcist. Did, did Pope's Exorcist. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's different. Still had Russell Crowe in it, though. It did still have Russell Crowe in it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pope's Sex, starring Russell Crowe. <laughs> There you go, then. Let's move on. So why did you pick Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves to pair with Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves? Obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Adventure. <clears throat> Capers. Uh, Not like the Woodland. Um, more adventure. Adventure was the main thing, really. Um, I just thought Robin Hood and Dungeons & Dragons. Like, Robin Hood would be a good character in Dungeons & Dragons. Robin of the Hood. Yes. Um. Both have the name Thieves, like you, like we topped the show with. Yep. Um, but that's not the reason. Mainly, it was the adventure side. Um, and I've not seen it. I've heard amazing things. It's one of those ones, I think, where people have grown up with it and they just can't stop watching it. And of course, we've got Alan Rickman. But again, I didn't really think about that when I picked it. It was more the adventure. Sure. Can't stress that enough. <laughs> <laughs> can't stress enough that it took me a long time to pick this and when I did it was still very loose adventure adventure <laughs> proceed is Alan Rickman the best villain actor of all time he's up there isn't he this die hard love actually sort of Harry Potter Sweeney it, Todd it's the voice isn't it can you do an impression <laughs> some but no. no, you can't. <laughs> what were you about to do then? I thought you were about to do the Jamaican Bob Say team song. No. Some people say, you know, you can't believe. No. <laughs> but as Alan Rickman. I think you're up to something. No. What's Can the, you do what one? page is it that he turns to page? 394. 94. I think so. Turn to page 394. I think it's just safe to say, like, neither of us can do it. No. But he's a lot more um, fluid in this one. Yes, energetic. Yeah. Isn't he? If you pair it to Die Hard, very different performances. Um, there's This isn't going to make the um, history bit that I'm going to do, but because there's a rumour, but there's a rumour that Kevin Costner asked for some of the scenes to be cut from Alan Rickman because he knew that Alan Rickman was outshining him. Well, it's not hard, is it? Because Kevin Costner's shit. 
Sorry. I watched this with Sarah and she said, American accent? Yeah. And that's what she said. What do you reckon? Bit Appropriate? Weird. Robin Hood? Apparently Nottingham. they filmed some of it with a British accent and they went, mm, no. He's the wrong man to play it, really. There's so many people they could have cast. Surely. Yeah. Well, he, um, you mentioned that Kevin Reynolds uh, directed Waterworld. What? Yes. And obviously he's in that, isn't he? Mm. Kevin Costner was going through his phase then, I suppose, wasn't he? I don't think I've seen much else with him in, if I'm being honest. Oh, I can tell you the films I've seen him in, and they're all DC. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of that. That's that. The Highwayman's all right. That's quite new, though. Um. So, yeah, I think... What was I saying? What were we saying? Kevin Cosner's shit in this. Is that what you're yeah. saying? I'm not sure he pulls off the younger man. Robin Hood's not meant to be 36 in this. That's a sentence. And that's... <laughs> I'm not sure he pulls off the younger man. Let's ask him. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other younger actors. I beg to differ. <laughs> Christian Slater, who was young then, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yes. He's meant to be, like, uh, I researched it and Kevin Costner was 36 when he did this. And I think he seems that way. Whereas I think Robin Hood is meant to be early 20s in this film. Robin Hood is also, I think, I don't know. He's He should be a bit more rogue than Kevin Costner's yeah. giving. He doesn't seem akin to that era either. He's giving sort of 80s businessman. Yeah. But 80s in, prick. Yeah. But in Nottingham Forest. <laughs> also, like, I felt there was some bits where it was just obvious that they'd shot it in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And it was just like, here we are in costume by this wall that looks vaguely old. Yeah. Vaseline on the, on the lenses. Yeah, yeah. It had that sort of vibe, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did enjoy it. I would have enjoyed it more had I have watched it all my life, you know, since sure. a kid. The opening was amazing. I just, well, I, the music, I can't remember where it goes now. Yes. Yeah, so good. And it was just a tapestry. And I was just yeah. like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Oh, I put the score is magnificent. Wow. I'm pretty sure it used to be on the trailer for Blu-ray when Blu-ray was first a thing. Yeah, I recognised yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, where's this from? I'm sure it was Blu-ray adverts. Good choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, the score's brilliant by Michael Carmen. But yeah, I think it just got progressively less interesting. It's like the, um, I, I don't know. I don't, I think, I think it was actually more the first half that I found more tedious than the middle, no, the middle section, like the middle act I was here for. Uh-huh. And then the final act, I was a bit like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I was so excited after that opening tapestry yeah, yeah, yeah. which is weird uh i was on a high mm-hmm. and then i was sort of lapping up the the 80s flavor of it sure if i'm honest um even kevin costner i was like well let's just go with it we're in now and then i lost interest yeah as things got more towards the end a bit more medieval i don't think they're like that they don't make the characters very exciting apart no. from the sheriff who is the best, un- like, absolutely the best part of the film. Yeah. Not only is, like, Alan Rickman brilliant, um, like, he's 
are really snake-like in this. But also, it's the whole portrayal of him. It's the costume, it's the hair and makeup. It's everything. Like his first introduction when he's in that white cloak on the horse. Mm. Like, oh, this is a villain. It's just, yeah. yeah, so good. They could have done more with it, I think, yeah. in the end. Um, and it's quite long as well. Yeah. More with it in less time. Two hours and... 143 minutes, two hours 20, yeah. Does it all become a bit much by the end as well? Like a kid gets hanged. Yeah. And then the sheriff forces himself onto Marion. It's a bit like, oh, it's all been very lighthearted. Now suddenly we're going quite historical and it's all a bit much. Yeah, yeah. That's why at first I was thinking it'd be a good double bill. But then with Dungeons and Dragons. And then the more it went on, I was like, actually, this is just a bit too much. Really. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not funny enough. It needed a bit of tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. And it was lacking. Um, also, Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, just rocked up at the end. I was like, hold on. Uh, you cannot get married today. She is not fit for the... She is not fit for the... Oh. Never mind then. It was like watching him do it then. <laughs> that's the line that's actually verbatim what happened. That's exactly the film. <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. He <laughs> <laughs> got on his horse and rode off. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. He's in it, yeah. He is in it. I yeah. am Morgan Freeman. You are on it today. That one was that better was good, than yeah. the others. Yeah, yeah. That almost sounds like Alan Rickman. <laughs> I am Morgan Freeman. That's much better. <laughs> yes. There you go. Maybe the trick that's is... That's how you need to get into it. Yeah. Do Morgan Freeman and then just deepen. So, um... I thought he was a bit boring though. Morgan Freeman's character. Well, he wasn't given enough to do, was he? Azim. No. Nothing to do. And this is a bit silly of me, but I thought he was going to end up as, um... Little John. Little John. Me too. That would, be, that would happen today. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. And it was Little John. It was all an origin story. Yeah, all along. And then Robin Hood would stand and they'd be like, what now, Robin? He'd be like, now we ransack. And then like, yeah, sequel. That was the other thing about the whole Robin. It wasn't fun, them no. robbing people. No, it was like, what the fuck? You, these guys look terrified. Yeah. You're supposed to be on their side. And I sort of wasn't. In the Disney film, Prince John, he's like a caricature. He's like, yeah. ooh, and he sucks his thumb. And he's like, he's just really over the top. Yeah. So when they steal from him, it's like, yeah. But yeah. in this one, it was like just some people who were just crying in the back of a cabin. Like, yeah, they're rich, but they might have worked for it. It's yeah. not their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know the backstory. Um, I've got a question here for you. Um, Morgan Freeman, he was looking a little bit younger, still looked about 75. But... Um, are there any older actors you were surprised seeing when they were younger, watching films? Any old actors? The old the actors that are old now. Yeah. When you, it's always a surprise to see them in older films, isn't it? Especially when you're not expecting it. Sure. Can do any stand out thinking? Because like seeing Morgan Freeman young was nice. <laughs> Even Alan Rickman, I thought, well, that's nice. Yeah, 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 sure. So any that I've watched, I've been like, oh, is that that person? Is he yeah, person? yeah. Johnny Depp in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street mm. springs right to mind. I was like, oh my God, everybody is. Yeah. There's an answer. There's your answer. I mean, that's the one off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, 
Do you know what recently for me? This was a surprise, and it weirdly is animation. So it's not even a look. Christian Bale in Bloody Pinocchio. Not Pinocchio, Pocahontas. <laughs> Pocahontas. Yeah. Didn't expect he's it. Good, it's a good voice performance. And he sounds it? young. Yeah. But it, a bit uh, off piece there. I mean, but... he was in Empire of the Sun, Spielberg film. Well, yes, but I, I knew that going recently, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I feel like there's something with Sean Bean. That's what I'm just trying to look at. If there's a there's something in my head that I've watched and I've been like, that's Sean Bean. But I can't see anything that I've logged, so maybe not. You won't remember this, but um, when I was a kid, there was a DVD, uh, a VHS, Unseen Bean, where it was basically all the unseen clips from Mr. Bean. But every time you say Sean Bean, <laughs> I think Unseen Bean. Unseen Bean. Wibble. It wasn't. <laughs> it sounds awful, actually, Unseen Bean. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it was a it was a tape, Mister Bean, Mister Bean, right? Cut scenes, you know, Mister Bean's cut scenes, unseen but, Bean. Christ, that is a corner of the internet that <laughs> don't never, Google it. Never want to do not Google it. Do not Google unseen Bean. Brendan Gleeson in Braveheart. Mm-hmm. That was one that I was like, "That's Brendan Gleeson." Mm. Not necessarily like not like super young, but that was definitely one that I remember. I think Alan Rickman in Die Hard surprises me still. Mm. Is that really Alan Rickman? Well, it's not. It was, I knew it was him, but it's like weird to see right. him young. <laughs> weird to see him young. That's all. Yeah. Right. Why do scenes work so well when it's lesser characters playing for comedy? So in this one, it's the two blokes that are discussing their rights and left behind the tree. They're like, you're mm. right. And then he's like, my right. Which way? And he's like, he holds up his left hand. He goes this way. And he goes, all oh, right. And then he goes, so which way are you going? And he's like, oh, I don't even know, Mel. It's like, that's it's just a funny little bit, but those characters don't have much to do anywhere else. So why that was for me, the funniest bit of the film. And there's a similar bit in Honor Among Thieves with the dead bodies in the graves. It's funny because you don't know anything about these characters. Yeah. That's why it's funny. Why does that work? It's a bit of comic relief, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's a break from, it's like an interlude. Uh-huh. Um, mm. Between bits. Does it feel separate? Yeah. A bit less so with the dead bodies. Yeah. I'd say, because that's part of the the thing. But you, like, even in then, there's like a bit when they all leave. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for that Robin Hood one, I feel like it's a bit of a segue. Sure. Um, I feel like in the um, the second Hobbit film, woeful film, but the uh, Stephen Fry stuff is all played for laughs and they're not very fleshed out characters. So I feel like that's maybe trying to do the same thing. I haven't seen it. Have you not? No. You've not seen any of them? I've seen the first one. Not seen the rest. Thought, no. Well, Sarah watched the first one, so I figured she'd want to see the other two, but she never did. Right. So I've missed out on it. You didn't. Yeah. The first one's all right. The other two, eh. I suppose with unknown characters, you can do it. That's why. You can just do yeah, whatever you want with sure, them. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, you couldn't, for another character to do those two bits, you'd have to establish that they're, like, not very bright or Yeah, whatever. yeah, it would feel, yeah, yeah, sure. Nice. 
one of the criticism I have was I thought it looked a bit BBC drama. Hmm. Yeah. Like there's not much creative flair in the way it's shot. Yeah. Now on BBC is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Christmas special. I'd have been in. Would watch. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be enticed again by the music. I'd probably switch it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd rewatch it. I'd rewatch yeah. it. Yeah. And you, three star? Three star. Yeah, me too. So we're saying Dungeons and Dragons is better than Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Did you have any facts from the past, by the way? I'm not disregarding. Yeah, if you want them. Give them to me. Facts from the past. Um, so Aaron Rickman turned down the role of Sheriff twice before he was told he could more or less have carte blanche with his interpretation of the character. And then he accepted. Nice. Um, but I think that's the main one. Sure. Um, sorry, it's not that. No, no, that's... So, do you want to do quiz first or wall? Mm, wall and then wrap it up with a quiz. Perfect. So, <clears throat> the wall currently is for new listeners. The Focus Film Wall is where we put anything from a film club or just that we spoke about in another episode that is worth that we want to get on the wall. And... <laughs> We're going to put them on there somewhere. The top five currently is The Truman Show, The Dark Knight, Top Gun Maverick, Dune, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And the bottom five is Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton film, Violent Night, Meg 2, The Trench, Sharknado, and the Super Mario Bros. Yeah. So we've got to put these two on there now. Um, Should we start with Robin Hood? Yeah, start the with least yeah. favourite. So, would you put it above Fear Street, 1978? Yeah. Mario Bros? I think I would, yeah. I'm more likely to watch it again. I agree. How about The Gentleman at 21st? I think it maybe sits below The Gentleman for me. And above Mario. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you there. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> I like a bit of that. So that's uh, then 20... Second, 22nd, yeah. Pushes Mario down to 23rd. And then D&D then. Here we go. This is where it gets interesting. So do you think it's better than both Mission Impossibles that we've got on there? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yeah. Avatar? Um, I think maybe it sits below Avatar, right? Yeah, yeah. So that would mean it would be 16th. Yeah. Yeah. That feels right. Yeah. It's looking good. The list is looking good. I'm so happy with that. There's 31 films on there now. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, quiz time then. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. So today's quiz, it's always something that relates links to the two films. This one is... I'm going to describe the thieves of different films and you have to name the film. So I'm trying to get a, a, a flawless answer here, but that sounds difficult. But it does, but I think it's definitely within It's doable. Reach. It's definitely within They're reach. all doable. And the whole, I think we decided last month that when you get five out of five, we swap. Did and we? And you make the quizzes sure. until I get five out of five. 
So here we go. Question one. Go on. Janet Lee thieves a wad of cash and winds up hiding in the Bates Motel. Janet Lee thieves a wad of cash and winds up hiding in the Bates Motel. What film is that? A wad of cash, you say? Mm. Janet Lee. Is that what you said? Bates Motel. Janet Bates Motel. I recognise it. You should recognise it. It's one of the biggest films of all time. One of the biggest films of all time. I don't know. It's Psycho. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was the easy one. (laughs) (laughs) Question two. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern thieve in the holidays and leave the taps on. So it's one of the Home Alone films. I'm going to say it's Home Alone 1. Yeah. I was so worried you were going to talk yourself out of Home Alone 1 and say Home Alone 2. No, no, no. Home Alone is the correct answer, yeah. No, because they're they they're released out of jail after the second one. Yeah. There's no taps. Yeah. And they're just out to get Kevin, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah, even yeah. care about the... Three, Steve Carell and his dungaree-clad friends attempt to thieve the moon. Oh, uh, Despicable Me. Yeah, I was proud of that one. No, nice. Question four. Eisenberg, Harrelson, Fisher and Franco use magic tricks to thieve from banks and give to their fans. Oh, I've not seen it, but it's called... <laughs> um, something stupid it's a stupid name <laughs> it is a stupid name yeah uh, tr- like something like trick me something or other um, fool me again or something like that <laughs> what is it now you see me that's it yeah yeah I'm not giving you the point. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> that's it. Give me the, the point. You said, that's it, yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> Question five. That's what I said. A lad in a market steals a loaf of bread and flees with his monkey. Aladdin. Aladdin, a market. Nice. So that's a three out of five. <laughs> Aladdin peaking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a market. Niche. Uh, so that was film club, what did I say? 12? Mm-hmm. And you got a three out of five. Done worse, have I? <laughs> you have. Two out of five was the worst you got for Evil Dead or Metal Band. <laughs> there you go. What do you think of that quiz? I guarantee the the week I get five out of five, the month later, you'll get five out of five. And it'll <laughs> no, just no, come we'll straight back. back to me. Yeah. I'm going to make my... So- if I ever get my hands on this quiz, I'm going to make it so solid. <laughs> See, I think mine, all of them, I've been like, yeah, that's doable. You could get five out of five. And then you're like, first question, you're like, oh, fuck. I think I panic, question one. <laughs> um, right. Time for me to announce next month's film club. Yeah. You got a month to watch them. The new release, I have gone for A Haunting in Venice, which is the next mm. Kenneth Branagh murder mystery. Well, that'd be fun. And for the vintage the classic. Vintage, love that. I've gone with a film from 1963. Yeah. And it is rated a four out of five on Letterboxd. It is also a murder mystery. 
and it is called Charade. Charade. Neither of us have seen it. It's on Amazon Prime. Well, well, well. 1963, I like that. 1963. We haven't, we haven't gone that far back in a while. No. Directed by Stanley Donnan. Lovely. Who directed Singing in the Rain. So it's, been, so. it's looking good. <laughs> there you go. So you can watch those. Um, Haunting in Venice is out, I think it's about the 15th of, August, of September in the cinemas. Oh, I want to get back. Perfect. And Charade is out on Amazon Prime now. Well, thanks, Alice. I enjoyed that. No problem. And uh, I'll see you next month. Yeah. Have fun in insert place in the world here. I will. Thanks. <laughs>